Welcome to Day 52 of Shaped by the Word, Season 3 of the Story of the Prophets. And the story of the prophets is really a wonderful story. As we read Isaiah, we have, uh, we have the gospel in Isaiah. Uh, we see the judgment of God against the sin and rebellion of men, but we see the hope that God gives and restorative power that he brings. And, of course, we're learning the rhythms of the prophets at the oracles of judgment and then also these pronouncements of hope. And uh, we come into a new section starting you know, in uh, chapter 13. They'll take us through you know, chapter 27 and largely you know, what, uh, you know, uh, what Isaiah is doing or what God is doing through Isaiah is he's pronouncing judgment in turn on every one of the nations around them. And this is a significant lesson for Israel because Israel has looked to the nations sometimes to cower in fear you know, uh, for what they might do to them and other times as, as allies to relieve them of a, you know, the, the impending destruction. So Israel has seen, you know, look to the nations rather than look to their God. And, and there's just a subtle reminder that comes through this section, and it's a long section to develop it, but this is what Isaiah is doing, is all the nations will come to nothing. Those that you honored and relied on, and those that you feared and uh, you know uh, cowered against, all of these will come to nothing. And rather than looking to the nations, you, you you look to the Lord. And it's also kind of interesting. It begins. There's no particular order to these. Uh, these are enemies old as well as new. Uh, it begins with Babylon, ends in Tyre. Uh, Babylon was a seat of great power. Tyre was a seat of great wealth. A great you know, commercial prosperity. And if you have those two as a bookends, those are kind of the things we look to. We look to power and we look to prosperity rather than looking to our God. So embedded in this over the next few weeks, you're going to kind of feel that, you know, happening. So uh, we come to oracles of judgment and uh, we begin uh, in Isaiah chapter 13. Uh, before we read, Katie, you mind lifting us up? Sure. Father, thank you for your presence with us. Thank you that you are just a faithful God who um, continually reveals your heart to us and um, in Christ Jesus. And so I, I thank you for this this passage that we get to interact with today, that we get to hear from today. Um, pray for your spirit to be at work in us and to meet us and minister to us where we are. Um, to convict us, to um, lead us to repentance, and um, to walk in your grace, um, Father, would we would we just read these words and and not just see um, pronouncement against Babylon, but um, just see what you have to say even to us today um, through it? So, thank you for your word, and thank you for this time together. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Isaiah 13, a prophecy against Babylon that Isaiah, son of Amos, saw, raise a banner on a bare hilltop, shout to them, beckon to them to enter the gates of the nobles. I've commanded those I prepared for battle. I've summoned my warriors to carry out my wrath, those who rejoice in my triumph. Listen, a noise on the mountains like that of a great multitude. Listen, an uproar among the kingdoms like nations massing together. The Lord Almighty is mustering an army for war. They come from faraway lands, from the ends of the heavens, the Lord and the weapons of his wrath to destroy the whole country. Well, for the day of the Lord is near. It will come like destruction from the Almighty. 
Because of this, all hands will go limp. Every heart will melt with fear. Terror will seize them. Pain and anguish will grip them. They will writhe like a woman in labor. They will look aghast at each other, their faces aflame. See, the day of the Lord is coming, a cruel day, with wrath and fierce anger, to make the land desolate and destroy the sinners within it. The stars of heaven and their constellations will not show their light. The rising sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. I'll punish the world for its evil, the wicked for their sins. I'll put an end to the arrogance of the haughty and will humble the pride of the ruthless. I will make people scarcer than pure gold, more rare than the gold of Ophir. Therefore, I will make the heavens tremble and the earth uh, will shake from its place at the wrath of the Lord Almighty in the days of his burning anger. Like a hunted gazelle, like sheep without a shepherd, they will all return to their own people. They will flee to their native lands. Whoever is captured will be thrust, thrust through. All they are caught will fall by the sword. Their infants will be dashed to pieces before their eyes. Their houses will be looted and their wives will be violated. See, I will stir up against them the Medes who do not care for silver, who have no delight in gold. Their bows will strike down the young men. They'll have no mercy on infants, nor will they look with compassion on children. Babylon, the jewel of kingdoms, the pride and glory of the Babylonians will be overthrown by God, like Sodom and Gomorrah. She will never be inhabited or lived in through all generations. There are no nomads will pitch their tents. There are no shepherds will rest their flocks. But desert creatures will lie there. Jackals will fill her house. There owls will dwell. And there the wild goats will leap about. Hyenas will inhabit their strongholds. Jackals her luxurious pal- palaces. Her time is at hand. And her days uh, will not be prolonged. Hmm. Uh, crazy you know, prophecy. Uh, but it is uh, uh, is actually one that uh, you know has, has, has come true. That uh, by the end of the Roman Empire, Babylon was not you know was just kind of an afterword. And by the time you know the Muslim nations invaded, it, its its location had been lost, mm-hmm. you know altogether. So it, it's an amazing you know prophecy. And of course, they're going to be wiped out uh, by the Medes. Who ironically, they were in alliance with to help them defeat the Assyrians. So you have all of these alliances turning back on each other. The same thing is happening to the Babylonians that has happened you know, to, uh, you know, to Israel. Uh, the very people they trusted in for their salvation are actually the ones that were eventually their captors and eventually their destroyers. And, and so you're getting the sense, of, you know, the sense of this entire section. Why do you look to the nations, uh, Israel? Uh, because the nations, uh, you know, will just soon devour you as to save you. Uh, the only one who, who loves you and cares for you and will save you for your good and not your harm, you know, is, is the Lord Almighty. And Isaiah does just do what a, he does such a, I guess, a good job. It's weird to say, but he just paints such a clear picture of what he does the judgment. A good job. Isaiah does a good of job. Of what the judgment of God looks yeah. like and yeah. to be the recipient of that. This is This is scary. This is not... You know, to, to hear these words coming from Isaiah to the people of Babylon, um, I can't imagine that. And you get to know, you know, and we think, oh man, they must have been really bad to have to deserve this. But then to know that, you know, no, he's coming after the sinners in the land, and and what Romans tell us, all have sinned and fall short, and and we are these people, no doubt. yet for the grace of Christ, right? Yeah. And another, you know, in a long list of nations that rise and fall, and. Uh, whose confidence is in their accomplishments and in their power. And, and of course, if you're looking at, you know, this being a particular period, you know, around uh, you know, 8th century to 5th century, you know, B.C., 
Uh, all of these nations that look so permanent seem to last only for a generation or two, and then the next nation comes up, and the next nation comes up, and the next nation comes up, and they just, you know, fall by the you know fall by the wayside. That's one of the striking things about this chapter is, I mean, you mentioned at the beginning too of the, just that you know nations make alliances with nations hoping to to last and to prosper and and survive, and yet the Lord in this chapter just he he does whatever he pleases. I've commanded, I've raised up the armies, you know, I've sent this, I will do this, um, therefore I will make the heavens strong. I mean, whatever the Lord purposes, he he brings about. He doesn't have to go into alliances with other, other nations to accomplish his purposes. You know, but but also in that, I mean, we see the sovereignty of God, but we also see His heart, and we see the kind of people He desires us to be. You know, and again, I mean, sounds like a, a broken record, but that the idea of the Lord, I will put an end to the arrogance of the haughty, and will humble the pride of the ruthless. No, I had my eyes on that verse as well. It's a constant theme that it's our uh, our pride that brings you know God's you know judgment, and and of course our humility that brings. You know God's blessing and, and God's presence, and, and again we talked about you know this the other day where you know Peter said, you know humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that He may lift you up in due time because He opposes the proud but He gives you know, in Peter more grace, and, and by more grace I think Peter is saying just a lot of grace mm-hmm. and then a lot of grace mm-hmm. and then a lot of grace uh, to those who are humble. Mm-hmm. Man, the imagery of in verse four, um, it just really struck me. Listen, a noise on the mountains like that of a great multitude. Listen, an uproar among the kingdoms like nations massing together. The Lord Almighty is mustering an army for war. I, I just picture being in battle and hearing and feeling the the vibration of the ground um, as this huge mass. I mean, I've never been there, but I can imagine because of Lord of the Rings, <laughs> I can imagine this army just knowing what's coming without seeing it. And what an image of like, there is, you are helpless right now. You are hopeless. There is nothing you can do to stop what's about to happen. And that's exactly what the Lord's saying. You, nothing you can do, nothing you have built can can keep me from doing what I what I'm going to do to you. And that's really scary. And if you're them, and and it, it's scary to me if I'm not in Christ. And it just makes me so so unbelievably grateful that like I am in Christ and I I am covered by His his grace um, and that he has shown mercy to me and that I'm not in a hopeless place. So, but that image is just insane to me. I I just feel it. I picture it and and can, can feel it in my heart. (laughs) Uh, And then there's also, you you catch the contrast of banners. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had the banner, you know, that the Lord lifts and all the nations come to him for the prosperity. Then you have the banner, you know, that the, the Babylonians, you know, lift and the nations come to them for destruction, mm. and, and so there's you know quite a contrast between uh, the hope and, and the peace that the Lord offers us, and then the ultimate destruction that following the ways that this world offer us. And, and so you have nations rallying to both, but uh, one to their detriment, and the other to their you know, to their ultimate flourishing. Mm. You're in the presence of God. That's cool. Well, David, why don't you close us you know, with a word of prayer? Let's pray. Father, um, we, we thank you for even passages like this that do remind us and even sober us to the realities of what it means to, to live apart from you. Um, Father, forgive 
me forgive us for the times I have just found satisfaction and delight and in the things of this world, thinking everything will be fine rather than being reminded of, of what's to come and in the present need um, to, to take the good news of Christ um, to those who desperately need it, myself included. And so, Father, uh, thank you for this reminder. We, we thank you for your word and ask that you would help us uh, to be your people in this time and in this place that we would take the message and the hope of Christ with us um, everywhere we go. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah.